We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. We are broadcasting live from our national headquarters here in Tupelo, Mississippi. If you want to listen to the show, you can do so by visiting our website, AFR.net, AFR.net. We're on the World Wide Web on our website, AFR.net. We're also broadcasting live on our app, our mobile app, the American Family Radio app. You can go and download it for free. We had, in April, we had 770,000 people utilize the live streaming option on our website and on our app. So we need to continue. Yeah! (laughs) It's like we just won the World Series. 770,000 people in April utilized the live streaming option on our app and on our website. And uh, Bobby, Bobby just brought us the round of applause there. Was that Will of Fortune? It sure did sound like it. <laughs> so uh, Bobby bringing in the special feature there. Hey, uh, not only can you listen live on our website and on our app, but you can also watch the show live on our Facebook page. Just go to AFA at the Core show page on Facebook, and you can watch the show there. If you want to watch past shows, you can go to our streaming platform, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net, create you a free account and watch AFA at the Core along with other episodes of shows here on the network on our streaming platform. Well, our scripture for the week is Psalm chapter 22. Psalm chapter 22, the headline here is, or the byline or the title of this section, Why have you forsaken me? That's what David said. Verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning, O oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel, and you are fathers trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued, and you they trusted and were not put to shame. That's uh, verse 5 there, so verse 1 through 5. Where else do we hear the words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Those are the words that Jesus said as he was being crucified on the cross. As um, he was being crucified for our sins. Well, David says the same thing. David says the same thing hundreds of years before. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But you notice David quickly turns and reminds himself how holy God is, because as I mentioned, God does not need to be reminded how holy he is. God doesn't need to be reminded by us, by mere flesh, how trustworthy he is. But David is doing this more so for his own benefit. He says, yet you are holy. Despite the fact that David felt as though God had forsaken him, David comes back two verses later and says, yet you are holy God enthroned on the praises of Israel. And you, our fathers, trusted, they trusted, and you, God, 
deliver them. So David trusted and leaned on God to deliver him. And we should have that same faith, that same trust, that when we feel as though God has forsaken us, that we trust and know that he will deliver us just as he delivered David um, in Psalm chapter 22. Well, moving into our news of the day, we are going to have two special guests on in the second and third segment. We're going to have on at 1.20 p.m. Central, Tracy Robinson, producer of The Matter of Life. It's a very pro-life movie that uh, we've been promoting here at American Family Association in recent days, so we'll have her on to talk about that. Then we'll have on Julaine Appling from Wisconsin Family Policy Council, and uh, they were the pro-life center office, uh, pro-family office there in Wisconsin that was firebombed and uh, and uh, lo- uh, not looted, but um, property destroyed there at their at their pro-family offices there in uh, in Wisconsin. So we're going to have her on to talk about them being targeted and to provide a testimony really to what happens when. Uh, The rhetoric gets amped up when violence is encouraged by the left and when Congress and the White House and all others and the media sign off on it, they allow it, they do not denounce it. What happens? Well, you have conservative groups that are assaulted, conservative groups and their facilities that are assaulted. We saw this with the Family Research Council years ago, Uh, American Family Association. We've been the target of threats, numerous threats, uh, many of them very, very serious threats that involve law enforcement. Uh, so the left is very, very angry. They're very vicious. They do not like to lose. And uh, they're in the midst of a very losing season right now. Well, how do you say that, Walker? They have the White House and Congress. Yeah, but what is that? What is that? Yeah, they're, they're in control of our federal government for the most part, but they're losing. This is a disaster. And we're winning across the country. Look at Florida. Look at Texas. Look at Mississippi. Look at Virginia. Look at California getting uh, Newsom there on a recall. How embarrassing to get the governor of a deep blue state to get recalled. Did he win the re-election? Yeah, but just to have him recalled is a complete embarrassment for these folks. And so we're winning. They're losing. We've got six lean conservative justices for certain on the Supreme Court. You take out Roberts, and let's just say he's a liberal because he likes to vote with the liberals. Then you got 5-4. We've got Roe v. Wade on the brink. Uh, Roe v. Wade on the brink of being completely gutted. Completely gutted. Biden's legislative agenda has been halted from day one. Remember Build Back Better? All they could get through was this American Rescue Plan, which was a disaster, but they had to use reconciliation. Many of Biden's nominees are held up in the Senate. Why? Because they're terrible. They're terrible. He's had to rescind at least three nominees to the executive branch and to the judiciary. Meanwhile, what are we doing? We're we're being proactive. We're passing laws around the country that protect babies. We're passing laws in states such as Florida that protect the rights of parents and and shield our children from explicit materials and wicked wicked materials and content that don't need to be in the hearts and the minds of our children. 
We're also passing legislation in Alabama. We did this in Mississippi a couple years ago, passing legislation around the country that prevents boys who think they're girls from competing against our daughters. No, they're not going to steal our daughter's trophies. They're not going to steal our daughter's scholarships. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to follow God's design for human sexuality, and boys can run boys' track. Girls can run girls' track. And so we're doing that around the country. Uh, Mississippi, we just packed a, passed the Pregnancy Resource, Resource Act. It allows uh, millions in tax credits, or not tax credits, but tax, yeah, tax credits for people who donate to crisis pregnancy centers. So we're uh, building up crisis pregnancy centers, operated the vast majority of them, if not all, are run by Christian organizations, cr- groups that were founded by Christians uh, to help women in need. So look, the, the, the Christian cause to be salt and light in our culture is winning on multiple fronts. It's winning on multiple fronts. We just have a terrible president and a terrible Congress, and uh, that's what seems to be dominating uh, the news cycle from time to time. Well, uh, moving to, I want to talk about this, what's going on in Pennsylvania, because this is this is something I think is very important. And first, I want to lead off with this. The folks who uh, idolize Donald J. Trump, the folks who idolize Donald J. Trump, the former president, and, and, and have the mindset that, number one, he can do no wrong, and number two, nobody can criticize him. If, if anybody dares to say anything negative or critical of Donald J. Trump, then you're an anti-Trumper, you hate our country, and you're a traitor. Th- there is a crowd out there, folks, and we've probably all run into them. There is a crowd out there, and that's their mantra. That's what they live by. And so uh, th- this is going to make those folks mad. Their, their head's going to be spinning. And what's so, what's so disappointing, though, is we, uh, I, I typically agree with these folks on the vast majority of issues. Many of these people are Christians, at least they profess to be. Uh, we agree politically, ideologically on many, many issues. But they just have this, this, this burning love for Donald J. Trump to such an extent that it blinds them from seeing any faults in the man. And, and let's, let's be reminded that we are all sinners. And we are all in need of redemption, and none of us are perfect. So I don't even want anyone defending me to a T and acting as if Walker Wildman has no faults. I don't want that. Please do not be a fan of Walker Wildman so much that you think Walker can do no wrong. Because you know what Scripture calls that? They call that an idol. And there are some people in this country that idolize Donald J. Trump. And oh, I watch. I'm going to get calls and emails after the show. You're an anti-Trumper. You're a never-Trumper. How dare you? You're a traitor. You should be dispelled from this country. That's what they'll do because I've gotten the phone calls and I've gotten the emails. Well, um, to point out where Donald Trump has gotten it wrong uh, recently is some of these endorsements he's been doing. And by the way... Uh, you can't throw the never Trump uh, label at me because I supported Donald Trump in the general election in 2016. I voted for him again in 2020, 
And during the entire administration, we did everything within our power here at AFA to support his policies that aligned with the policies that we agreed on. We helped him with his uh, Supreme Court nominees. We did everything we could to support his agenda. Why? Because the vast majority of his agenda we agreed with, and it was good. All right? And we applauded him where applause was, uh, where applause was earned. Um, so you can't, you can't uh, throw out the never-Trumper garbage at me. Well, uh, he, uh, President Trump uh, endorsed uh, Dr. Oz. We talked about this last week. He endorsed Dr. Oz, the reality TV show doctor, and um, <clears throat> which is a terrible idea. Well, Walker, why was it a terrible idea? Because Dr. Oz does not agree with the Republican Party on the vast majority of the issues. And we played the clip where he had the transgender 15-year-old on his show, and he was just fawning about, you know, how, how a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy, and basically God makes mistakes is what he was saying. Then we, we played the clip where he's talking about red flag laws and how you should just be able to confiscate people's guns if your anonymous neighbor reports you as you're crazy. Terrible idea, anti-constitution. And so now we also, uh, I've also covered the story about how he's in favor of abortion, at least to a certain extent, how he's in favor of abortion. Well, I've got this story where Dr. Oz had, guess who he had on his show a couple years ago? He had on Jesse Smollett. He had on Jesse Smollett to push the Chicago Midnight Subway Sandwich MAGA Country lynching rope beating up Jussie Smollett hoax. Yes, yes. That's right. One month after Jussie Smollett began the hoax, Dr. Oz had him on the show to express his, quote, love for Jussie. A month after Smollett faked a racist hate crime against himself in Chicago to smear former President Donald J. Trump. Yeah, let's let's elect this guy to lead the conservative cause in Senate in the Senate. No, it's a joke. And guess who's supporting him? Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, all the rhinos are all supporting Dr. Oz. Trump, who's who's who hates McConnell and hates the rhinos, supports Dr. Oz as well. This is a complete joke. President Trump, once again, I'll say it again, needs to rescind his endorsement of Dr. Oz. We'll be back in just a few minutes. It gives understanding to the simple. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Who knew so many Americans feared free speech? With Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter, many revealed their penchant for the totalitarian censorship of ideas and opinions they don't agree with. What they clearly don't realize is by embracing censorship, they would move our nation as a whole into a far weaker position. A robust marketplace of ideas strengthens our national body politic and creates the most production and most innovation for maximum societal flourishing. There's a reason why the light bulb, the automobile, Silicon Valley, and much more were all created in America, and not Russia or China. Freedom feeds prosperity. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Say authority, and your girl probably thinks about your parental authority over her, that her parents are in charge. Authority meaning control. But beyond the parental variety, authority can be a tool we give our girls to take control over the things in life that can feel overwhelming. For your girl, that can mean a pop quiz in chemistry or the dreaded parallel parking section of the road test. Encourage her to say, I take authority over this. Self-talk is an incredible tool. The enemy can instill a feeling of defeat in our lives. He can make us feel incapable and powerless in the face of difficulty. But God, we know that God rules with all authority and Ephesians reminds us that we are empowered through His Spirit. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. You ever make a change and then think, why didn't I do this years ago? Well, that's how people feel about switching to MediShare for their health care, especially now with inflation the way it is. People are very happy with the savings. Most families save about $500 a month when they switch. It's a huge help when prices are going up so fast in so many other areas. And MediShare's customer satisfaction rate is double that of health insurance. It's just a different experience, and people really like that. MediShare is an alternative to health insurance. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it's been going strong for over 25 years. It really is the gold standard, the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. Find out why people love it. Find out why they rave about the customer service and Find out how good it feels to save some money right now. They're super easy to talk to. Here's the number, 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE, 833-44-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. Well, mentioning the core, one of our core values here at American Family Association is the sanctity of human life, and that's from conception to natural death. Uh, All people, all individuals are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we have on with us now... We have on with us now Tracy Robinson. She's a producer for the Matter of Life film that's coming out just in a couple of days. Tracy, welcome to the core. Thanks for having me. Well, Tracy, tell our audience where the vision for this film, the Matter of Life, is what it's called. Tell our audience where the vision for this film originated. Yeah, so The Matter of Life is a feature-length documentary that really clarifies the abortion issue. It answers really tough questions and unravels this issue in a way that's clear and compelling. Um, And we tackle it from the science, uh, the philosophy, and the history, and just cover powerful personal stories and highlight amazing ministries and and great things that are happening in the pro-life movement. But what began all this was in 2016... Uh, my video, my background is in video and film production, um, primarily editing documentaries. Um, and I was commissioned on and off to do testimonial videos and promotional videos for a pro-life pregnancy resource center in California. And I had never heard of a pregnancy center before, but I was really inspired by what they were doing to help women in their time of need and 
um, just the amazing stories coming out of that center. Um, but even as an evangelical Christian in my late 20s at that time, I was very much apathetic about the abortion issue. I was in the mushy middle, and uh, if you were to ask me, I think I would have said, well, I'm personally pro-life, but who am I to enforce my preferences onto other people, which is very common. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't until my friends at the pregnancy center, the staff there, invited me to an apologetics conference, and the topic was uh, the case against abortion. And I thought, well, I'll go and check it out and see what my pro-life friends are talking about. And in less than two hours, uh, my mind was blown. Uh, the, the speaker, Alan Schleeman of Santa Reason, he gave a clear, concise argument for the full humanity of the unborn child. And he invited us to look at um, fetal imagery and um, abortion aftermath imagery. And I was just really struck with the, the reality and the truth. And so I was in also immediately downloaded with this vision to make this into a documentary film. Um, Because I knew there were so many people in my shoes. They've gone through public school. um, Their parents never broached the topic. And they even went uh, to church growing up, and they never heard any perspective or clarity on this issue. Um, So I, I knew that there were people in my shoes who needed to hear this information. I was so curious to know, how did we get to this point in our society? Has it always been this contentious? And how did we get here? Uh, I had no idea about Roe v. Wade, didn't know anything about it. I uh, didn't know the truth behind Planned Parenthood or any any of those things. So I just began researching for myself and watching YouTube and reading books um, and discovered just this amazing, a lot of amazing stories. And I wanted to put this discovery journey that I was going through into a, a plug-and-play experience for others. Tracy, do you do you believe that that it was the work of the Holy Spirit convicting you when you went to this pro life conference or event where they were talking about the sanctity of human life? Was that the Holy Spirit working in you? Were you a believer I, at the I time? Absolutely. Uh, yes, I, I was definitely a Christian uh, at the time, and I I do believe that it was the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Just how firm the conviction was, and how relentless the conviction was, and how God was faithful throughout the years. Six years ago uh, is when it struck um, to convict me and to continue to break my heart for the abortion issue. Um, there, were, <clears throat> excuse me. There was never a point where I felt like giving up. There was points where I felt hopeless. <laughs> I didn't know how to move forward sure. uh, because of fundraising and all this other stuff. But I, um, I was continually surprised or just continually reinforced. Mm. with the the idea that it was God because he kept providing, kept Amen. providing, kept providing. You know, so. Tracy, you're a testimony um, of what happens when Christians, when other Christians be, are salt and light, when they share the truth of God's word, and then they impact others and how they think. Because you were impacted, your life was impacted by going to that event, to that speech, and the Holy Spirit used that to convict you and to spur you to action. And now you're the, you're the producer, you're the director of this Matter of Life film that's in theaters May 16th and 17th. You mentioned during the break, over 700 theaters. And so now God's using you to, to impact others, and this is just a ripple effect, and that's how the body of Christ work, uh, works. Uh, Tracy, last word before we let you go. Yeah, I want to encourage everyone to to come to the theaters, even if you've been pro-life your whole life. Uh, the response of this film has just been tremendously positive. People are grateful across the board. 
Um, people say that they've been re-inspired if they've if they're in pro-life work, they feel this renewed vigor uh, to keep go- doing what they're doing. And then it's been changing hearts and minds. Uh, we've had a lot of young adults realize what a huge, important issue this really is, what a priority this is. Um, so I really encourage people, make your voice heard and, and be a voice for the voiceless and come out and, and to the theaters. Amen. Thank you, Tracy, for coming on uh, and, and for your work. Keep it up. Continue being salt and light. Thank you. All right. That's in theaters May 16th and 17th. Uh, the URL there is matteroflife.org, matteroflife.org. We're also going to post this on our podcast page at AFR.net, AFR.net. You go to the AFA at the Core podcast page, and we'll post this link along with any other links of some uh, hot topics that we discuss for the show today. Uh, so that URL to go directly to uh, book your tickets for this May 16th and May 17th event in theaters, over 700 theaters around the country matteroflife.org. That was Tracy Robinson. She's a producer for that film and uh, telling us about her powerful testimony and how God is continuing to use her uh, to save the babies, uh, save innocent babies around the country. Well, moving on to other topics, the, um, the topic of the baby formula situation that I've covered this week um, pretty extensively uh, the, 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 the crisis continues, and this is not, I'm not um, over-exaggerating this. There is a legitimate shortage of baby formula around the country. Uh, many states, up to eight states, are running over 50% out of stock, OOS, out of stock uh, rates around the country. Eight states, at least, are running over 50%. That means half of the shelves that you would go into uh, the the stores you would go into, over half of them have nothing to sell moms. They have zero uh, baby formula to sell moms, which this is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. And a rep- many people are trying to say, you know, we need to do this, we need to do that, and the Biden administration needs to do this, and they need to do that. Well, first off, let's make it clear that this problem has been created and festered by the Biden administration. So once again, Once again, I I do not like calling on the people who mess things up to fix things. Calling on people who who create bad situations, calling on those same people to come in and rescue us. It defies logic. It's uh, It's like you hire a plumber, they come to your house four times, and they can they can't fix. Your plumbing issue, and and they were there to begin with, and when they messed it up, and you keep calling them back. No, find another plumber to come work on your house. Stop calling the people that mess things up to fix the problems. That's a lesson for all of us. Well, a uh, Republican out of Michigan with probably good intentions uh, had a recommendation that I think is a terrible idea in order to get uh, baby formula back on the shelves of our grocery stores. Clip two, let's listen. So we have many problems in our economy. Um, You know, there are many things that the White House could be doing to make this. They could use the Defense Production Act. They could uh, look at ways to make it easier for the European Union products to come to this country uh, to solve this problem. But they're going to have to act quickly because this is a life and death matter to families. No, terrible idea. Terrible idea for Republican Representative John Molinar 
Republican out of Michigan, and this uh, further emphasizes the fact that uh, I don't tote the party line and tote the talking points of the Republican Party because they have bad ideas too sometimes. And this is a prime example. Representative John Molinar, a Republican out of Michigan, uh, says uh, Biden needs to do the Defense Production Act. No, he doesn't. He doesn't need the Defense Production Act to fix this mess. The Defense Production Act is meant to be used in times of war. The Defense Production Act was not created, was not designed to be used because we have a stupid president. Point blank. That's like saying we need the Defense Production Act to get more energy uh, going in this country so that gas prices would go down. No, we don't. We just need the White House to get out of the way. We don't need the Defense Production Act. And the same thing, that's like saying, well, we need the Defense Production Act to help fix inflation. No, we need the Biden administration to stop spending money. We need Congress to stop, stop spending trillions. That's what we need, and that doesn't take getting the Department of Defense involved in the manufacturing of baby formula. That is not the job of the Defense Department and their contractors and all the bureaucrats. What do they know about baby formula? And the reason, one of the reasons we're in this mess is because of the uh, government. So the FDA shows up in Sturgis, Michigan, because four children, remember this, four out of hundreds and thousands of babies that use the formula that comes out of Sturgis, Michigan, four had a bacterial infection. Two of them passed away, which is terrible. And it does, it should merit an investigation by the company, by the FDA, to find out where the bacteria came from. Did it even come from the baby formula? Because that hasn't been proven yet. So that does need attention, but does it merit shutting down an entire facility, tens of thousands of square feet of facility, for four months? When most likely, any bacteria that they have found to date in the facility, which, by the way, they found zero traces of the bacteria that was in the baby formula. Zero traces. They found other bacteria, but you're going to find bacteria wherever you go. You come to my house, you're going to find bacteria. You go in hospitals, you're going to find bacteria. Go in the CDC, you're going to find bacteria. Bacteria is everywhere. So the FDA shows up under the Biden administration. Once again, the, the people that create the crisis are the same ones that show up to fix it. And what is fixing it involve? Spending more money and giving more power to our incompetent government. And so the FDA shows up. They shut down the entire facility starting in February. It's May. We're going on June. The facility is still shut down. And the FDA has not said why the facility needed to be shut down for four months. All it takes is a three-minute press conference to explain how we got here, why we needed four months, and when we plan to reopen it. Three to four minutes, you can explain whatever, what all happened, what was found, why we needed to stay shut down, we needed to remodel, we needed to pull up flooring, we needed to re redo, I don't know, insulation, whatever on earth, you had to do for four months in a facility to reopen it.
But we haven't gotten any of that. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. The FDA FDA says we're working on it. Okay, what's the latest? And when are you going to get the plant reopened? Well, they're apparently about to get the plant reopened now that uh, people have raised a stink about it. But it's going to take 10 weeks to get the formula on shelves. It's going to take 10 weeks to get the formula on shelves. Well, this raises, this really raises a national security question. This raises a national security question, and that is, how secure is our supply chain? How secure is our food supply chain? And, and if Congress is going to do anything, if the White House is going to do anything, they don't need the Defense Production Act. And by the way, they're trying to work on price controls, which is what uh, communist governments do. The uh, House of Representatives is working on price controls for, for gasoline. So what we need, if Congress is going to do anything, we need Congress to look into how vulnerable our food supply chain is. How vulnerable is our food supply chain? Let's let's study that. Let's actually do something valuable with our tax dollars. Let's study that so that the private sector can respond accordingly and beef up, pun fully intended there, beef up our supply chain. Because we can't live in a country, despite the incompetence of the FDA and how they shouldn't have left this plant shut down for four months, going on five, despite that, 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 that's a problem. You also shouldn't live in a country where one plant shuts down and now babies are going hungry. One plant in one state shuts down for four months and babies are going hungry. That should not, we should never have been in that position. And yes, it's not 100% on the shoulders of this facility run by Abbott Corporation. There are also other economic and, and material and supply chain factors that are contributing to this. But it's very clear that this Abbott plant shutting down is one of the key drivers of the baby formula shortage in this country. So no, we don't need the Defense Production Act. We really don't need more of the, the wrong people doing the wrong things. We need government out of the way. Let's let the private sector step in, do what they were doing. Red flag, let's cut it. Red tape, let's tear it off. And let's get this country back to work and make sure that we can feed the most vulnerable among us, America's babies. Pastor, the time has come to make a decision. Will you ignore the homosexual agenda and watch people wither? Or will you boldly proclaim what the Bible says and bring people to spiritual health? Dr. Michael Brown says you have a sacred responsibility to help them. In his article, Pastors, You Cannot Be Silent, Dr. Brown exposes how the enemy is working to make evil appear good and shows just how important it is for people to hear God's truth. Please read this article today at afa.net slash the stand. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. 
We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. Hi, I'm Will. And I'm Miki. And we've been married 16 years. You know, one of the things that Miki asked me before we got married, she's like, why do you want to marry me? What is it about, about me? Really, the Lord had put on my heart that God was putting us together for destiny and for purpose, and that he had a ministry that he desired to do through us, that, you know, we were both ministering on our own, but together that God was going to, you know, use us to minister. There is no one who is closer to you than your spouse, and there is no one who knows you better, and this is by God's design. Marriage is the first institution that God has given us to to shape us and to mold us and to show us ourselves. It's a beautiful picture. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. Hi, I'm Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. 8 Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have helped 7,000 families rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. Our rapid response ministry is busier than ever. With 40 deployments over the last four years, we've been able to minister to so many when it mattered most. It's completely free to serve with us. We provide your food and lodging when you volunteer. There's countless opportunities for any skill set and any skill level. We spend multiple weeks with those that have lost so much by cutting trees, tarping roofs, mucking out houses, and so much more. Consider joining us on our next outreach. You will never be the same. For more information about 8 Days of Hope, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to The Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today. Hey, don't forget to download the American Family Radio app and and visit our website, AFR.net. That's two ways to keep up with the show. The last way you can keep up with the show is by subscribing to The Core Podcast. You can subscribe to The Core Podcast and, uh, and keep up with AFA at the core. That way, wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in my show name and you can click the subscribe button and keep up with the show that way. Well, I want to welcome to the line Julaine Appling. She is president of the Wisconsin Family Action Organization, uh, obviously based out of uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Julaine, thank you for coming on the core. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you very much. Good Abs- to be with you. Absolutely. So you guys are headquartered in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And tell our tell our audience a little bit about uh, your group, when it was founded, and some of the work you do. Well, thank you. In one form or another, we've been around operating full-time for 36 years now. Wisconsin Family Council is our educational arm, and Wisconsin Family Action is our advocacy and election work arm. And we all work on, you know, it's the same people in both organizations. The mm. IRS has made our life just more complicated. And um, we work on, is- <laughs> yeah, I know, it's stunning, isn't it? Um, but, but we work on issues very, very similar to what you folks at AFA work on, right? 
We Our core issues are God's plan for marriage and family, the sanctity of human life, and the protection of religious freedom. And that makes us unique in the state of Wisconsin. Um, there we have a couple pro-life single-issue groups, but no one in the state has all four of those, uh, especially for, let alone from a conservative standpoint, but uh, certainly not from a Christian conservative standpoint. So we, you know, we work in the state legislature. We advocate for good policy that would strengthen, preserve, and promote those four areas. We work in the media. We work in the churches. We work to make sure that we're just feeding into the culture constantly the message that we need to bring truth into the the talking points and to bring light into the darkness. So we use every medium we can possibly find to do that. And apparently, over the years, we've made a few people upset with us. Mm. Yeah, that's, that tends to happen, Julian, uh, Julian. But, you know, it, it, it's a sign, though, that you're doing the right thing. It's a sign that you're doing the right Amen. thing. Amen. And we, we absolutely have to have these state-run organizations. These state organizations on the ground in states around the country, such as the one Julian runs, uh, Wisconsin Family Council, there in Madison, Wisconsin. We've got to have groups like yours, Julian, because you guys know the state. You know the, the the governor's office, the legislators, and what's going on there. So we've got to have our state-wide uh, organizations. It's good to have national organizations like AFA and others, uh, but we also have to have state-wide organizations like yours. Well, Julian, you were in the news. Your organization was in the news, and that's why we wanted to have you on the show uh, because uh, your, your facilities there were attacked and vandalized, to put it mildly, recently by folks who don't like what you do. Uh, tell our audience what happened there. Well, sure. First, I want to say I really agree with you about the state-level organizations, and I want to applaud AFA. You all get that. You understand that the ground game really is at the state level, where we know the churches, we know the pastors, we know the ground game, we know the we know the legislators, and it makes all the difference in the world. Thank you for national partners that can help us and as we all work collectively on those issues. So um, to your question, actually, Amen. but I, I just want to make sure people know that. Mm. Um, look, on Mother's Day, I was at church. I was helping to get ready for a Mother's Day brunch that we were hosting, and then was there about 7.30 in the morning, a quarter to eight, I got a call from the building management where we lease space for our offices. And we're in the heart of, the, you know, I say this, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but we're in the belly of the beast. We're in Madison, Wisconsin, right? I mean, Mm. it doesn't get more liberal than Madison, Wisconsin. And we've been there for all the years that we've been in operation. And the building manager said to me, "Um, your building, your offices have been broken into. Two Molotov cocktails were launched at your office. One did not go through the window. The other did go through the window. And they also set a fire inside your office. And they also put graffiti out on the two of the exterior walls right near our office. And I did not know what the graffiti said at the time. So I immediately made plans to leave what I was trying to do there at the church, stop by my house where I was greeted by policemen uh, trying to connect me to Madison, and then made my way to the office. And when I got there, I walked in. And I just got to tell you, it does it is kind of breathtaking mm-hmm. to see that somebody went to the links to throw Molotov cocktails. These, these are things we use in war. Right. Right. Um, and, and that. They they took my personal office space. That was the area they chose. Um, personally, I think it was because they knew that was my space. And, um, you know, I walked in and I had a big piece of plywood over the two broken windows. I'm, I'm really, truly surrounded by windows in that office. Mm-hmm. And the whole, the wall underneath the windowsill was all burned out. There was glass. Gentlemen, there was glass 
everywhere. Mm. Still is glass everywhere. Uh, it, the office was in shambles, just in shambles. It's just breathtaking to think that because people disagree with you on an issue, they think they can do that. And then as I had driven in, I had seen um, the graffiti and it said, if abortions aren't safe, then neither are you. And on the uh, other wall, there was the sign of anarchist, you know, with the A with the circle, mm -hmm. and then the numerals 1312, which I subsequently learned meant all cops are bad. Now, that's not the last word they use, but that's the word sure. I'll use. And so we don't, we don't really think they were the perpetrators. We think what they were saying was, hey, we want you to know we don't only hate you, we hate cops. Hmm. And so that's what we were greeted with. And and then b before very many hours went by, we had uh, law enforcement there. We had FBI agents. We had the uh, AF the uh, ATF representative from the federal level. We had local law enforcement, and of course the arsonist unit from the fire department came out. And um, I, I got to tell you, uh, I I didn't think there would ever be a day in my life when I woke up in the morning and went, I wonder what the FBI discovered yesterday. Hmm. Yeah. You know, relative to me. Yeah. Yeah, Jelaine, this is this is this is shocking a little bit, but when you look at the at the at the rhetoric. When you look at the rhetoric in our society and our culture on our media, on, even on these social media platforms, I mean, people are just unhinged and it, it really it really solidifies and affirms the belief that this is spiritual warfare. I mean the level well, of is, the, the level of darkness and 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 violence and vileness is is on a spiritual level. Well, I've been doing this twenty five years, and I have said from the beginning this is spiritual warfare. The rhetoric continues to be ramped up. The now we're into violent actions for groups that stand for for life and freedom, you know, and all of and marriage and family and all of that, and and we we must recognize that. We have to recognize that we are dealing with powers in high places that we can't even see. And we know what Scripture says about that. You know, we were asked, what did you think about the perpetrators? And, you know, what we want to say to them is, we don't hate you. Mm. We're not happy with what you did, and we don't think it's right at all. But as believers, we want you to fundamentally know what you're lacking as a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Because if you had that, you wouldn't do that. And you would you would see the light it is really seen. And, and and but we're fighting against powers we can't see. Yes. And we have to keep an understanding of the gravity of it. And you know, I hate that this happened to us. I don't want it to happen to anybody ever. But thankfully we were all in church, right? We're right where mm. we're supposed to be on Sunday morning. And please don't miss the irony of this being done on Mother's Day. Yes. So here are these You're perpetrators right. out there. Instead of honoring their mothers who gave them life, mm. they are out there doing violence and proclaiming that every woman should have the right to murder their, her unborn baby and deprive women of the blessing of being a mother. Mm. This is how this is how illogical and and you use the word unhinged. They are unhinged. Yeah, and they're dangerous. They are. They are. And the rhetoric has to cool down. And we have to be able to live in a country where we can disagree with people. And we have to also be able to live in a country where babies can be born, where all babies mm. that are conceived can be born and have a chance at life, just like you and I, Julian, have a chance at life. And that's all that we're fighting for. And this is not, this is not sophisticated. This is not complex. We're talking about human life, uh, one of the most basic parts of a society. <laughs> a society wouldn't exist without life. 
so thank you, Julaine, for your fight for the unborn and to protect babies. Uh, let me say a prayer over you and your staff and your facilities there uh, as you continue to stand for the unborn. Heavenly Father, we enter your throne room uh, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We enter your throne room uh, through Jesus, our great mediator. And, uh, and we petition you, Lord, to protect Julaine. We petition you to protect her team members, Lord. We petition you, uh, petition you to protect her supporters, Lord, and just allow her uh, and the work of Wisconsin Family Council, allow their work to increase, allow your presence to increase with them, Lord, and just protect them and shield them and allow their tent to expand and allow them to be more influential in Wisconsin, Lord. Give them courage, give them boldness, and we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Walker. Thank all, you. All right, Julian. Thank you, Julian. Thank you for coming on the core, and we'll have you on again uh, next time to talk about uh, more of your work and less of what people are doing to your facilities. <laughs> I look forward to that, that time. Thank you so all much. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Keep up the good work. You too. Well, there are Christians around the country doing very good work, standing for God's word and for what God cares about, and one of the most fundamental things. Uh, that God cares about is the value of human life because we are all created in his image and we are all worthy and should all be given the chance at a life. That's a basic tenet of the Christian faith. So we'll continue to fight for that. Well, moving to some of the other issues I wanted to talk about, you know, uh, there's a lot of, um, well, actually this, this whole Ukraine narrative is really, really, um, fading, if you will, uh, when it comes to the public interest in it. Now, the media, they're still doing their thing, and you know, uh, Congress is trying to uh, ramp up the talking points and get everybody back focused on what's going on thousands of miles away. Meanwhile, uh, we have Christian pro-family groups being uh, assaulted, their Molotov cocktails being thrown in their facilities and burned. Uh, but we got to focus on Ukraine. We got to focus on Ukraine. Meanwhile, we're about to have uh, the latest numbers. We're about to have fifteen to eighteen thousand illegal immigrants uh, by the day coming across our southern border. But we got to focus on Ukraine. We got to focus on Ukraine. Well, I, can, I came across this clip of um, Senator John McCain, the late Senator John McCain, and and the reason I bring this up is to show you how the narrative and how the rhetoric and the blacklisting of anybody who disagrees with the powers that be in Washington, D.C., they get called the worst of the worst, and they get uh, uh, completely blacklisted from American society and from places and, and positions of influence. Listen to Senator... John McCain, the late Senator John McCain, calling the senator from Kentucky, Rand Paul, a Russian agent years ago, clip four. So I repeat again, the senator from Kentucky is now working for Vladimir Putin. I yield the floor. Well, there you have it. That's Senator John McCain uh, telling the U.S. Senate that Rand Paul is a Russian agent. Why would he do that? Well, probably because Rand Paul wasn't going along with along with the powers at B, powers that be in Washington, D.C. So what do we do? 
We don't say that we disagree with Senator Paul, and here are the facts of our case, and here's why we disagree, and here's why he is wrong. No, no, no. We, we don't do any of that. We just gaslight. We just say, well, he's arresting agent. He's arresting agent. These are actually some of the, you know, everybody looks at the left. Everybody looks at the, 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 uh, the globalists, and they say, you know, they're so smart. They're so brilliant. They're so tactical. And they're really not. They're really not that smart. Why? How do I know that? Because all they do is know how to call people names. All they do is know how to call people names and gaslight. They have no way to 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 uh, engage in a thoughtful debate. Well, let's listen to Senator Rand Paul, his recent statement on why we shouldn't send $40 billion to Ukraine. Clip five. My oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. And no matter how sympathetic the cause, my oath of office is to the national security of the United States of America. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. In March, inflation hit a 40-year high. Gasoline alone is up 48%, and energy prices are up 32%. Well, Senator Rand Paul is right. His oath of office is not to NATO. His oath of office is not to protect the EU. His oath of office is not to protect Ukraine, which is not a member of NATO. The senator's oath of office and the oath of office of all U.S. lawmakers is to protect the U.S. Constitution and the American homeland first and foremost. So let's stop spending billions and sending billions to Ukraine. Let's stop pouring gasoline on the fire in Ukraine. And let's start making sure that the babies in our country that are American citizens can get formula so that they don't go hungry. Let's focus on our own people and stop focusing on lands far, far away. AFA at the core. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.